Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors' 111-89 loss to the Boston Celtics. Riker, not a good way to go out in Game 5. I'm going to let you take this one away, Ben, because you've come out of this with a little more optimism, shall we say, than I have. So let's start the podcast with that optimism, Ben. Well, you know, I don't know if optimism is the perfect word, but... That might have been the worst basketball game I've ever seen. And we've been through the LeBronto era, era, not arena, whatever. I guess LeBronto is the city it was in for most of those games. But, you know, that was... We were just passing the ball to no one for a lot of these stretches. We looked disengaged. We had... What do we have, Riker? Nine points in the first quarter? It was, it was just a complete mess. 11 points in the first quarter, sorry. Probably felt like two points, but... I don't I don't see even if the the Charlotte Hornets or that Brooklyn Nets team that like a, just a team that was complete garbage coming out there and playing worse than we did tonight. So it's got to be more positive for the for next game 6. It is very hard to score as an NBA team with the pace that teams play to only score 11 points in a quarter. And now you know Ben you know that those Boston Celtics fans are going to be crawling back out of the woodworks onto our lovely comment section <laughs> for, for this uh, Game 5. They were silent in the two wins, Game 3 and Game 4, but you know they're going to be out, so we don't want to stoke too much fuel hey guys. on their fire. Yeah, hello, hello. We don't want to give them too much fuel to the fire. So we're going to say, Ben, I, I'm going to say this. Boston's defense was tremendous today's game. They shut down Kyle Lowry, who really went... He went off in the last two games. Tonight, he was completely shut down. A lot of the starters couldn't get their work done in the first half. And then second half, it, it turned around a little bit, and it was pretty much break-even basketball. It was pretty close. But that first quarter, no scoring output, and then no defense in the second quarter, it seems. So we'll give credit where credit's due. Boston played terrific defense, but I'd agree. Same comment I made towards Boston in Game 4. I said, listen, this was a good Raptors win, but they shot terrible from the arc, and I don't expect that to happen again. You could make the same comment here. Raptors played really awful, and we shouldn't expect that bad moving forward. Yeah, and the 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 really interesting thing about the Celtics defense tonight is they're just on-ball defense. Lowry and Fred were really struggling to get around guys like Tice. Well, obviously, everyone struggles to get around smart, but even Kemba played well moving laterally. Uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum, no matter who was out around the perimeter defending, Brad Wanamaker, he was really their main guy off the bench tonight. But whoever was out there guarding on the perimeter, they they were just clamping the Toronto Raptors team down. And we, we brought it up in the two games. The big adjustment for the Raptors is they started playing attacking basketball when they were, went through winning stretches, when they were going on runs. It was usually led by Kyle Lowry just relentlessly attacking the rim every single possession, whether it led to a layup or a drive and a kick out for an open shot or a drive and kick to another drive. it's That was the style of basketball that we were playing, and it wasn't necessarily a, a tremendous shift in defensive schemes. Obviously, both, both coaches have been running different types of defensive sets and stuff throughout the course of this whole series, but it was it was just the fact that the Toronto Raptors couldn't get around those guys, and the, the team came out really lethargic on top of how well the Celtics defense played, and that played a large part in just the Raptors getting completely clamped down, and it just wasn't a good look on the offense or the defensive end, especially in that second quarter for the, the Toronto Raptors. 
Yeah, and that's the one thing you could say about that first quarter was despite I was very worried that the Raptors weren't even going to crack double digits in the first quarter, which is (laughs) that's as bad as it gets when you're a fan and you're not even sure that in 12 minutes of play that the team will be able to muster up 10 points. So that was a big worry, but the defense kept the game relatively close, but they let up 37 or 38 points. I believe it was 37 in that second quarter. You're never, ever, ever supposed to let up almost 40 points in a quarter and you can't expect that you're even gonna have a shot to win you know when your defense is that bad so there has to be some big adjustments now going into game six and I'm sure we can look at obviously Marcus All and Serge Ibaka that dynamic there we can look at the starters we can talk about Siakam but the first question I want to ask you about today's game Ben because in every game we've speculated on whether or not there there could be impact if we played the bench a little bit more if we went into the deeper bench guys that haven't been seeing run Terrence Davis Chris Boucher tonight we saw extended minutes for all of these guys basically because it was a blowout Ben, does it put to bed for you that they should not be playing for the rest of the series if it stays close? Like, was Or did you feel like maybe they did some good things out there that is deserved of more play time in the Game 6 if it's close? Well, Riker, you're, you're a big plus-minus guy. Matt Thomas did have the highest plus-minus for the Toronto Raptors in plus 5. He hit some shots. He was definitely, I think, the most encouraging guy on the bench, but... You know, the the two guys that you and I were really looking for to to do something was Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis, and maybe it's a factor that they they have gotten in in garbage time. They're not really integrating the rotation. They got in once all sort of screws were were loose and everything was falling apart. Maybe you got to take that into account, but both of those guys really struggled in this one. Boucher had a couple blocks, but other than that, uh, Terrence Davis 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from the three-point line. Boucher 1 for 5, knocked down 1-3, but they they just really weren't into it. And like the whole Raptors team, it it was really out of sync. The passes they were making, they were fumbling dribbles, like not even people defending them. They they just looked shook in this one, and it was especially so for the guys that came in when the game is still, you know, this game was never close after the, especially the second quarter, but, you know, the third quarter when the Raptors could potentially make a run or do something, start chipping away, they they continued to just look shook out there along with the starters, but I think I think Boucher and Terrence Davis they didn't show a lot in this one. If you're gonna if you're gonna give them run and give them opportunity, you have to sort of do it early on, see what they give you, and then take them out. Like we did with Matt Thomas in the other game. Matt Thomas didn't perform, so you don't play him in the end. But uh, I I was a bit disappointed. But the one guy Riker that I was bringing up on the halftime stream, but Rondé Hollis Jefferson. If you're coming out in a game and you're lethargic, that's the only word we can really describe the Toronto Raptors with sluggish you know, just not engaged to basketball. Yes, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson cannot shoot. That is a big issue. Teams will sag off him like we saw with the Rockets and the and the Lakers sagging off on Rondo and Westbrook and those types of players. But the one thing, Hustleman Chap, what he does is he energizes your team. And maybe, you know, if you throw a press out there with Hollis-Jefferson and some starters, just get the energy going a little bit, right? That's, that's his big... MO just energizing a team. I think maybe in a game like this, you you know, if we have a sort of repeat start to game six against the Celtics as we did tonight, the the bench guy that I would throw out there in this situation is Hustleman Chap and just see if he can amplify the team, make some make some big momentum swinging plays and and see what happens. But what do you think about the bench, Riker? 
Well, then, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would assume that the Raptors have to be the worst offensive rebounding team in the bubble. And that's that's not an overstatement to make. The guys, they don't even try to get offensive rebounds, and maybe that's part of their scheme to stop transition scoring by the Boston Celtics. But the Boston Celtics are in there. They have Tice down there. They have different guys that are at least trying to grab the offensive board, and they've been folds, tenfold more effective at stopping the Raptors transition offense. So I don't think that that's an excuse. And Rondé Hollis Jefferson, like you said, he will not provide you any offense necessarily off the bench, but he's an effort guy, like you said, and he might get underneath the basket and maybe be able to grab a couple of those offensive boards. Cause once that happens, there's not a lot of hype by the Boston Celtics, but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known or it wouldn't have been an issue uh, as a Celtics fan in this game because everybody was stepping up, blocking OG, blocking Serge Ibaka, blocking everything underneath the basket, Tice and Jalen Brown. It was a real defensive display, but I'd agree. Maybe just making those guys go up and contest, making putting them into foul situations where, yeah, maybe you'll get a block, but... There's also a chance that you'll get sent to the free throw line. That's the impact that Rondé Hall Jefferson might be able to bring that was sorely missing in this game. And you can blame it on fatigue. You can blame it on maybe just better defense. I'm not sure, but I, I would agree. I, I didn't like Boucher tonight. I didn't like Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis more so just because he hasn't got any run. I like Matt Thomas. Uh, but yeah, I could see Rondé Hall Jefferson maybe being an impact guy. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you there. But I guess a, a little debate that we've had in this sort of this series so far is the Sergi Baca Marcus Gasol issue. You know, if Mark, because from the eye test, I brought it up in the last podcast. Marcus Gasol just hasn't been there. He's he's really struggled in this this series. But Riker, you know, I, I think you got to start Sergi Baca. He, you have to start Sergi Baca, especially when we're coming out with this lack of energy, right? You gotta you. you or have you changed your stance on this? Because I'm doubling down on my Sergi Baca points from last podcast. So my point from last podcast, Ben, was that Marcus Gasol's defense is the reason that he had a better plus minus than Serge Ibaka. That was the point that I was trying to make. And I would still say that Serge Ibaka shifting out, he got burned a couple times by Kemba Walker. But I will agree with you that Marcus Gasol, if he's not even scoring at all, He's missing his layups under the basket. He's not trying to rebound. He's doing nothing effective out there on the court. You have to play Serge Ibaka. You just have to play him because at least he's trying. He's looking at the basket. He's under the basket. He's doing all those things. So even if his defense is maybe slightly less, right, he's not going to anchor the team in the same way that Marcus Gasol would. Marcus Gasol, he's not even doing the things. He's not even doing the intangible things. So I'd agree. I th- there needs to be a change going into the next game. Yeah, it's it's just a tough look and. The fact that I guess Serge, you know, the, the end of this game, the the starters never really played at all. I guess it's good to see the boys get a little bit of a rest. Siakam, OG, and and I guess Lowry and Fred didn't even get that much of a rest. Thirty four minutes for those two guys, but you know, Serge Ibaka playing nineteen minutes again. That's way too low in my opinion. But yeah, let us know what you guys think because that was sort of a debate in the comment section still. And Riker and I had it as well in the pod. So I I think it's it's a bit clearer now just from, from the game tonight and Mark's lethargicness, but yeah, that, that's an interesting thing to look at. Fred, Fred's got to knock down his shots. Got to get easier looks. Lowry, as we said, he's got to be able to get around Tice and get around those defenders. Uh, Pascal Siakam, he made a couple more drives tonight, Riker, but still not, not what, not that intensity, not that aggression that we like to see 
from a Siakam 24-7 when he was in his playing his prime ball of the season. What, what were your thoughts on Siakam tonight? 10 points, 4 rebounds. It's tough one to gauge Siakam tonight because of the foul trouble, and he didn't go out shooting threes. It looked like his intention was to get points in the paint, make an effort, whereas last game he was just hoisting up shots from beyond the perimeter when whenever he saw a little bit of light, you know, but it, it seemed like he was going out with a different attitude this game, but that foul trouble really slowed him down. But I the, the only thing is, I don't think that, that that would have changed the game whatsoever. I don't think the foul trouble would have you know, brought this game any closer. So that's the tough thing. I, I think it was tough. All the players, you, you can look at every starter and say they, they need to step up and play better. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a mess of a game. I, I don't think we should dwell on it too much. I, I guess before we swing into the segments, Riker, has your opinion changed on the series at all? Do you think the, or I guess, do you think the Raptors should be counted out now after this one? Because I'm still of the belief that the Raptors can take this game. Obviously, I predicted six, and I kind of doubled down on that after game two. But if we, if we come out with energy, I'm very confident we win game six in this series. And then game seven, you know, it comes down to the, the team that executes the best, comes out. Obviously, the Raptors have dropped two major duds in this series. The Celtics haven't dropped a game as bad as this one or game one, but the Raptors handily won game four. I don't know. It, I Next, obviously, they're all must-wins, but I'm confident the Raptors can get this next game. They're, they can pull it out in game seven. What, what do you think, Riker? It's very tough. I will say this, Ben. They are not only playing for the pride of their team, the franchise, and the fan base, but also to not give more smoke to the airheads at ESPN, Paul Pierce, Stephen A. Smith, even TNT, poor Charles Barkley, who has been one of the biggest Raptors stands, who jumped wagon really quick and started bashing on the Raptors. I just really do not want to see those guys get proven right on a take. You know, when the Raptors have done so well, really fighting back against all of the expectations that were put onto them at the beginning of the, of the season. So they're a very resilient team. I will say that there, there's no reason that they should hang their hats already and not come out and play game six. And then after game six, then it's it's anybody's game, Ben. So I'm not sure where the series will go, but I, I think there's still a chance, obviously, to come back in this one. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. But Rick, we'll swing into the segments tonight, the spicy P lay of the day. Do you have anything in mind from this one? I don't. I don't at all, Ben. I, there was nothing positive about that game. I don't know. Matt Thomas hit some shots, but like that's that's cool that's and whatnot. A, that's actually what exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, he hit a, came out firing. Yeah, he hit a couple of shots. We didn't even bring up any player stats. Fred VanVleet led the way with 18 points. You know, Norm Powell hit 16 points on 15 shots. Matt Thomas had 10. Lowry had 10 on all bad shooting. Siakam had 10. Just real real duds from basically everyone in this game. And, you know, no real big moments that were, were super exciting. Nothing. Surge had a nice block uh, on this one. And Tatum, I guess that, that'll be a spicy play to bring some positivity into it. Looked like Tatum was about to end Serge Ibaka's career with a, with a dunk the same way he sort of did with LeBron and Cleveland in that series, even though LeBron ended up bouncing back. But... Surge got the the no 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 Dikembe Mutombo block, so that that was a cool thing to see. But not all plays can be the spicy play of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." And Riker, I I gotta throw this one out here. Chris Boucher, 
it's it's going to us and Chris Boucher, like you and I, because both you and I wanted Boucher to get some minutes, get some opportunities, especially with Gasol struggling. But clearly, Nick Nurse knows better, at least for this series. And Boucher went out there, and I guess it's you can't blame it on Boucher too much, but he really struggled. And on one possession, I believe it was uh not not robert williams grant williams and another five foot nine fella maybe carson edwards or maybe the the wait waters guy waiters they they were underneath him and boucher had obviously being a seven footer with really long arms had three basically open layups and just missed them all missed them all point point blank range that was uh that definitely made me say oh geez Riker. Yeah, Ben. Did he get a single offensive? Do you still have the stats up? Did he get a single offensive rebound? Because his well, hand he, he was got, on every. He, he got them all in that possession. <laughs> oh, true. But does he only have two on the game? Pardon? Uh, he has three in the up. game. So I, I guess there was okay, another. But one. his hand. I, I was saying, it, does he have five fingers or five sticks of butter? Because he could not keep his hand on a single ball. He was above the rim. It was embarrassing. It was dreadful to watch. My OGs is going to be the same as. I'll segue it for us, Ben. The Demario Carroll Gold Star Award, and it, it, it goes towards the first quarter. You should not have panic whether or not you're going to get double digits <laughs> scoring in 12 minutes of basketball as an NBA team with the pace that you play. Like, the ball should just in, inherently go in just due to the volume of shots. Like, you should just minimum get 10 points. But there was a worry that they might not even get 10 points this game, Ben. that It was... That was that. That's my biggest gold star of the season. I would have to say, eleven points record. Okay, big. I know they got it. I know they got it. I'm saying yeah, there yeah, should yeah, not no. be the concern that they might not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eleven points. That's. This is my question to you. What would have been a more efficient offense in that first quarter? What the Raptors produced on the court, or if they just subbed in Matt Thomas and let him shoot half court shots, every <laughs> possession? What do you? Because he only has to make four in twelve minutes. I think that's definitely doable for a guy like Matt, Matty Ice. <laughs> you know what? That's an interesting point. He could, <laughs> maybe he could, maybe he could, because they're not going to defend him at half court. Maybe after his first three, they'd start. Bro, you only need you only need four of those. You got you, you know a half court shot every what is it three minutes? I think that's possible. Give him give him three or four attempts. I don't know. And how many att- And you get probably what? You probably get twenty. You probably get. Two, four, six times three. You probably, what is my math right now? You probably get like eight attempts. You probably get like eight attempts every three minutes, would you? Like six, six, Quick eight attempts. Quick maths. Every three. That was really slow maths. <laughs> oh, man. You got to have fun after a blowout loss, Ben. Do you have anything left to say on this one? <laughs> yo, the, the halftime chats. Yo, shout out to the, the folks in the live streams on the, on the Graham Breaker. You didn't pull up on this one, bro. Bro, didn't tax me for this one, bro. And I was sad. We got, I was sad. We we gotta we gotta pull up, bro. But they're saying they saying you want we want to trade Siakam for essentially every player in the league. I'm gonna throw out a few names for you: Siakam and a pick for Jokic. Um. No. Si- yes. Yes. Siakam for Lamelo Ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> Siakam TD. And a couple firsts for Booker, <laughs> yes. and and Kelly Oubre, get the get the pretty yes. boy from the, that you you said it without without Oubre, you said it without pretty boy, you'd you'd give up all that. I said I said a hesitant yes without Oubre, okay. and then a definite yes. Okay, with Oubre. okay, 
bro, that's a that's where we're at right now. But I'm confident. I got faith in Siakam. I think he'll bounce back. I've been saying that since the start of the Brooklyn Nets series. So Siakam for Giannis, and it turns out Giannis's ankle sprain is actually he's resting <laughs> for us. No, let's say his okay, fine. Let's say his ankle tweak actually ends up being an ACL, and guaranteed, you'd only get him. You would not get him for the entire season. Would you trade Pascal Siakam to have to sit on Giannis for his last season before his contract expires? No, if he resigns, bro. Giannis is coming. Yeah, but bro. you don't know if he's going to resign. But let's say right now they say confirmed ACL injury. He's out for next season. Confirmed. Would you trade Siakam for Giannis? Like, no, because then he's not even going to play. We just sign him anyways. Yeah, but do you think we could convince him of the culture in the season where he just sits on the Raptors bench? Maybe, but I'm not giving up Siakam for that when we could just get him. <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> that's just memes, bro. <laughs> all right, bro. all right. See, and <laughs> Close this thing up. I threw those things out there because I think the, the, Siakam, the Siakam hate's been getting a bit too wild, but you got to throw it out there. We can't trade the guy too low, you know, but you got to have a little fun at the end of a end of a blowout pod. But I'm confident Raps in seven, Riker. You, you agree with that? No, I'm not confident <laughs> Raptors in seven. <laughs> Said. Anyways, you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Check out the the IG Live halftime shows. You're the best if you're you're commenting on those. Comment on these. Hi, all the Celtics fans. I definitely didn't listen to the end, but yeah, you guys you guys are the best. Any last words, Riker? Uh, subscribe. We're close to 15k. So yeah, please subscribe Cheers. to the YouTube channel. We we don't really plug that ever, but no. probably should <laughs> add that to the plug. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we should. All right. Cheers.